Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. The winners are the, the people with the most stories. One of the great things about traveling is the people that you meet. I've slept in bus stations, like yeah. I've slept on people's floors. And it's already on fire, and then there's just a gigantic, huge explosion, like out of a Hollywood movie. It's not right or wrong, it's just different. We hired like 10 Chinese prostitutes to come be our audience. We were kidnapped by nuns in Puerto Rico. <laughs> not a good idea to be high when you're packing. You forget a lot of stuff. I got swine flu. By the time you've lived through it, it's just a good story. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Siegel. Thanks for listening. It's a special edition of the Travel Tales Podcast. It's kind of a sequel to an earlier episode we did back in July, all about Rocky Mountaineer, the scenic train that goes across the Canadian Rockies, of which I am a brand ambassador this year. If you're a regular listener of the show, you remember that the earlier episode featured me talking to employees of Rocky Mountaineer. And this one's going to be a little bit different. This one is going to be me talking to my fellow brand ambassadors, all successful travel bloggers in their own right. And I'm asking about their websites, where they're from, and their takes on Rocky Mountaineer. And who you'll be listening to in order are Zippy Sandler, Ava Roxanne Stritt, Nancy D. Brown, Susan Lanier Graham, Cassinda Maloney, and Carol Parahudoff. You get the names of all their social media and websites and everything else during the episode. And speaking of websites, let's talk social media. I hope you're following Rocky Mountaineer on Instagram and Twitter, but I really hope you're following me, Travel Tales Pod on Twitter, Travel Tales Podcast on Instagram. Travel Tales Podcast on Facebook. If you go to our website, which is TravelTalesPodcast.com, go there. You can see the articles I've written uh, not only on Rocky Mountaineer, but on a lot of other places. You can see photos of our guests. You can see links to Stitcher Radio, where you can subscribe, and also iTunes, where you can subscribe. And if you listen to iTunes, and if you're a follower there, I ask you, please give us a good rating. That helps people find the show, and that boosts our presence, and that helps more people find the show, and that's a cool thing. So if you can do that, I'd appreciate it. If you want to write me, it's TravelTalesPodcast at gmail.com. That's TravelTalesPodcast at gmail.com. All right, we have six different brand ambassadors to get to. I hope during the course of this summer that you've gotten a chance to at least check out the Rocky Mountaineer website and see what it's about uh, if you're interested in ever taking a trip up there, it really is a one-of-a-kind trip that uh, is really unique to North America and the world. So, it's a beautiful part of North America to go from Vancouver over the Canadian Rockies. Uh, it's the nicest way to see the Rockies. It really is good food, fun for the whole family, nice people. It's first-rate all the way. So, like I said before, while I was taking the journey through the clouds route from Vancouver to Jasper. Alberta. I shot a bunch of video and photos that I hope you're following on Instagram, but I also recorded some interviews. So here are interviews I conducted on the train. You get a little background noise from the train on the first four episodes. The last two were recorded in a hotel room, but it was all in the trip I took back in April. So enjoy my conversations with your 2017 Rocky Mountaineer brand ambassadors. I'm here with the blogger who has my favorite name, Zippy. How do you get a name like Zippy? My first name is Zipporah. It's an Israeli name. I am not Israeli, but it's an Israeli name. It was my Hebrew name, and it just stuck. Zipporah. I, Zippy, like all through your whole life, is that what people called you? 
Pretty much. <laughs> We're not going there, but pretty much. <laughs> Give me the name of your uh, website and uh, how would you describe it? Who's the typical follower of your website? Uh, I write for Champagne Living, which is my site, and it's champagneliving.net, not, not .com. Reason being is the gentleman who wants the dot, who owns the dot com, wants like twenty thousand dollars from it for it. Well, we could. There's ways we can make him go away. <laughs> yeah, we would like that very much. Um, it started out because I lived a particular lifestyle with very little money, and people kept asking me, "Well, how do you do it? How do you go to theater? How do you travel? How do you live like that on very little?" And I said, you have to be creative. And a lot of people don't understand what that actually means. So I decided to write about it, basically. But I was retired. Okay. I was retired and I was bored. And I needed something to fill my days besides cleaning the house. Huh. What did you do in a, in a previous life before this? Oh, my gosh. How many? Um, okay. <laughs> um, I started out in theater. I was, my degree was in dance. And I was a dancer in residence for the state of Rhode Island. I uh, did a lot of theatrical work, married a man in the restaurant business, and fell in love with hospitality, fell in love with being able to interact with people all the time, getting to know food and wine. And when we retired from that, it's, you know, I need, just needed some, something to fill my days. And you acquired a taste for champagne, it sounds like. I absolutely did. I, I don't think you need to acquire it. It's just there. <laughs> it's bubbles and deliciousness and... So you know restaurants, you know service, and all that other stuff. So how does Rocky Mountaineer compare service-wise to maybe some other travel experiences you've had? Uh, I think the quality and the level of service is absolutely superior. I think that's what sets it apart from other train travel or um, even resorts. If you, you know, consider some of the resorts that you go to uh, as you travel... You, there's not always that level of service. There's not always that care for the customer. There's not always the attention to detail. And that's one of the things that they do very well here. You were on the trip a couple of years ago, right? Yes. How did your readers respond then when you talked about it back then? And are they looking forward to you uh, on this trip and what you have to say about this one? Within the past two years, I have constantly gotten questions about it. Because I don't think enough people in the United States had heard about it prior to, you know, all of us actually writing about it or speaking about it. And in my particular age group, the baby boomer, um, they have the leisure to take a longer trip and they have a little bit more disposable income. So it's. I, I think they really respond. They responded to it well. Um, it was a nice alternative to cruising, or to the. A, a lot of people went to the um, river cruises or even ocean cruises, and this was a nice alternative with a touch of elegance. It really does have a, that little bit of elegance to it. I I did uh, some Alaska cruises this year, and they began and ended in Vancouver. So I would think this is a is a great way to tack on a cruise with this. Absolutely. What did you think of Banff, and have you ever been to Jasper? I had, didn't go to Banff last time. You didn't? You weren't on the same one I was on? I was, but I left at Lake Louise, so I spent time in Lake Louise. What was that like? It was, it was stunning. It was magical. That lake is... It was frozen at the time, so I didn't get to see all the beautiful colors. Yeah, it's famous for its color. Yes, but it's enveloped in the mountains, and it's, 
it's like a picture book. It was just so magical. And I love the fact that they, um, they're very pet friendly. All of the Fairmonts are very pet friendly. So that the dogs were walking on the trails around the lake. And it was just, it was wonderful. It was like, it was like yesteryear. It was like a throwback. Do you ever travel with animals? Do you have pets? I, I do. We do. I do a lot pet, of pet-friendly travel. I have a miniature bull terrier who is the son of the target dog. What? Yes. Come on. <laughs> That's proven. You've got that uh, in writing. Yes, I've got photos of Luke with his little red eye patch. Son of a celebrity dog. Exactly. <laughs> but and, and that, I think, again, as we age, a lot of people like to travel with their pets. But you can't take pets on the train, I don't No, I don't, would not. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need a break. You can't really get stop the train to let the dog go do its uh, business there, really. So what was the number one question your followers asked about the train after you wrote about it? I, I think more than question, the, the number one surprise is the fact that you don't sleep on the train. Right. That's everybody, everybody assumes that there are sleeping cars and that... Um, much like train travel in the U.S. And, and even in Europe, that you would sleep on on the train. And I think that actually adds to the luxury is being able to stay at these wonderful hotels along the way. Yeah, and have your own shower. Right, and not being in a bunk. I, I don't want to have to call top bunk. You know? <laughs> it's like, top bunk, bottom bunk, no. <laughs> yeah, we're not in summer camp here. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> so have you taken any other luxury train trips, like in Europe or anything like that? I have not. I've only been on, like, TGVs and fast. Let's get there quickly. Yeah. And yeah. this is not a let's get there quickly this train. Is- this is a moseying train. Just the opposite, yeah. which I love. How are you selling Rocky Mountaineer? I think it's the ultimate vacation for unplugging. Because we don't have service on the tr- on the train. You're going crazy, aren't you, without I'm service? Absolutely going crazy without <laughs> service. <laughs> you are a social media monster. You are all over it. I am. Go- well, I'm going a li- it, but it's nice. It's it. Yeah, you need a break. It, it forces you to relax, and that's one of the things that people have the hardest time doing. And right, it seems right now where such, with social media and with so much going on in the world that we don't take the time to relax, and this really forces you to relax. So it's a nice way to unplug, really get back to enjoying nature, enjoying what's around you, and to engage with new people too. Because we were sitting at at breakfast with a lovely couple from Victoria. And we learned all about where they lived and their vacations, and we exchanged business cards and phone numbers, and it's a great way to make new friends. Yeah, and you picked up a couple new followers. I hope so. (laughs) So So give us the website one more time and where people can follow you on all uh, channels. It's champagneliving.net, and most channels, it's at Zipporah S. So it's Z-I-P-P-O-R-A-H-S. Zipporah S. That's it. I'm Ava Roxanne Stritt. Ava, A-V-A, spa travel gal. Rock Stritt, S-T-R-I, two T's. S-T-R-I-T-T. So you pretty much focus on uh, more of a luxury travel. Yes. Luxury exclusive experiences. Okay. And you've done Rocky Mountaineer before. Yes, I did the last year. I went from Vancouver to Banff. Okay. I was on it two years ago, and I thought it was amazing. 
So in terms of luxury travel, uh, how have your readers responded to your coverage of Rocky Mountaineer? They really enjoyed the train part, the part of experience, but also all the things you get to do before and after. Experience in Vancouver, things like Stanley Park, uh, going out and eating all the amazing restaurants in Vancouver, amazing seafood, but also fly fishing in Banff and Lake Louise. Who's a typical spa traveler? I'm assuming it skews mostly female? Um, No, it's really a lot more males than you think. Really? Yes. Um, Every time I go to a spa, I ask them about their percentage of clientele, and you would not believe the amount of men in spas. (laughs) How are the spa facilities in Banff and uh, in Jasper where we're going? I haven't been to the ones in Jasper yet, but the ones in Banff were amazing. One of my favorite experiences was out in the hot tub that was outside. It was too cold to go swimming, but not too cold to get in a hot tub. And just watching the steam come up and having the snow-capped mountains around you, I've still not forgotten it. I love being in hot tubs in snow. For some reason, that's just, that's just great, right? Uh, just like a little champagne, and then it snow's falling, and you're sitting there, and frost is getting on your hair. <laughs> but I love it. Champagne next time for sure. <laughs> so are, in terms of spa, are you more of like a, a hot tub jacuzzi person or massages or all of the above? Uh, all of the above, but I, I really have learned in Canada that they concentrate more on the hydrotherapy, the benefits of getting in the different temperature pools, and sometimes the massage is an afterthought. They really appreciate the hydrotherapy features and the benefits of it here. Are you a deep tissue person or a Swedish? I always say medium, but if there's something that needs fixed, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> what was the toughest, have you ever had a Thai massage, like in Thailand, where they just bend your arms back and do all that? Yeah, that really works well sometimes. It really does, if you have shoulder issues especially. Do they do, like, I don't know if they do this with women, but do they get up and stand and walk on your back like they do with men? Yeah, yeah. And the smallest massage therapist can have the most power, the most strength. Yeah, it's really weird. (laughs) So do your readers find, like, I don't know, being on a train uh, a new experience with them? Have you done this in Europe or talked about that? Yeah, I've done it some in Europe, but a lot of them are a little uh, inhibited by the fact that they think they might have to sleep on the train. And you don't sleep on the Rocky Mountaineer. You sleep in luxurious hotels that I've really enjoyed. And they have spas in them. I don't know. If you say your site, what, what is the typical audience member of your site? Like, who follows you? People who like to relax and escape and go on true vacations where you come back relaxed. Uh, Sometimes there might be more of a health or wellness focus and sometimes just pure getting away. But one of the luxury benefits, though, that they look for is something that exclusive. Like this is an exclusive way to see the Canadian Rockies on a luxury train. So if you were going to pick a country for the people listening now for the travel podcast, give me your top three favorite spa countries. Spa countries. Like the ones you love to go to that have the best spot? Canada. Hey. <laughs> well played. That right. Germany. Really? And some parts of Mexico. Like what? Like resort areas, I'm sure. Yes. Like Cabo and stuff like that? Yeah. Uh, Cancun and Riviera Maya. And those are probably more affordable than, I'm sure, Germany. The plane flight, but not really the, the spas are probably about equivalent. Oh, really? <laughs> Have you ever been to one of those, like, Swiss retreats where they, you know, I've seen in movies that they, they have baths and people go for a month? Yes, yes. They do that in Baden-Baden, Germany. Yes. Yes. Baden-Baden is amazing. Yeah? What, what, 
what is it uh, like that's different than I've seen in movies? Or is it the same, just like you see it on movies? James Bond stays at these places, I know. It does remind you of James Bond when you're there. They have the casinos and the, the, the Roman baths mm-hmm. that were brought in by Russian uh, royalty a long time ago. They're made as if you were in a museum, in a Sistine Chapel, looking up at paintings. and um, They're really a very different experience, nothing like a spa in America. So what's your spa plan when we get to Jasper? Uh, I have an afternoon massage, you know. <laughs> this, is, this, this type of travel is becoming uh, more and more appealing to me right now. So do you give like spa prices and things on your site, or do you just talk about the experience more? Mainly just the experience and to help them find unique ways to travel, um, spa travel or wellness travel. So when you say wellness, what do you mean by wellness? Uh, other than the spa itself, where does wellness come in? Is that diet as well? Yes, yeah, some diet, but mainly about just being more active on your vacation, um, getting up and walk. It could be anything from just walking on the beach to a yoga class by the pool. Do you eat well on vacations? Because I let myself go on vacations. This is uh, all part of the wellness. I've eaten very well on this vacation. <laughs> Define well. Uh, well, with Rocky Mountaineer, it's customized menus every day for what leg of the trip you're on and it changes daily your lunch changes daily and they're just gorgeous they're they're photo worthy definitely instagram worthy no i was surprised to see that they cover everything like vegan friendly gluten-free and all that stuff and i noticed today there's a vegetarian burger on the menu and their wines are locally sourced from canada that's great finally let's wrap it up in a nice bow and tell people why they should ride Rocky Mountaineer? Because you can only see the Canadian Rockies from this angle on a train. You will not see it from a resort town. You will not see it. You will see it the way the bears see it. (laughs) But with a much more varied diet. Oh, yeah. Your seat's going to be a little more comfortable than a bush. Yeah. (laughs) But oddly, the same amount of salmon. So we have that in common. Thanks, Ava. Thank you. Nancy D. Brown. What's the D stand for? Diane. There's lots of Nancy Browns on the internet. Oh, really? What's your main focus on nancydbrown.com? I cover luxury and active adventure travel for the baby boomer. Okay. So baby boomers now would be between 70 and, what, uh, 58, late 50s? Well, I'm not that far up yet, so I think it's going to be in 50s. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm 29, so thank you. Yeah. (laughs) We still like to get out there and have wonderful experiences, and we can still do plenty of things, so active is good. So baby boomers, now, they don't travel the same way that people that age traveled like 50 years ago, do they? We like luxury, so things like this. And you're more active. Exactly. Love to be going on, uh, expect really high-quality service and um, in beautiful places, and we have some money to spend and want to be experiencing the outdoors and not be um, in a walker. What did you do before nancydbrown.com? I am a journalist, and so I was working for newspapers and magazines and doing public relations. I remember newspapers and magazines. (laughs) Yeah, there's still some out there. They used to deliver them to your house. It was really amazing. They were on paper. Yeah, my my first internship in high school was working in a newspaper. So That was my first job out of college. I was a sports writer for a newspaper chain outside of... Uh, Chicago, and that was, you know, we saw that end 
Well, <laughs> I don't think it exists anymore, that paper. Our paper still exists, but yes, it is shrinking for sure. And you're based in the Bay Area? I'm in the San Francisco Bay Area. Okay, so I heard your thing was horses. I specialize in equestrian travel, and that's a second website. Oh, what's that website called? That's writinghorseback.com. Writing with a W. Get it? I see what you did there. Yeah. It was well played. So well done. The, the active adventure baby boomer likes going traveling to different places and riding horses all over the place. Now we're going into Alberta. This is uh, cowboy country. Are you going to experience any horse uh, uh, riding while you're up here? Well, we had a great little wave in from Kamloops where the people were on horses. And then if you're in Kamloops area, there's places to go horseback riding. And we're going heading to Jasper and there's horseback riding there, but not at this time of year yet. Did you do it last time you rode the train? Um, when I was in Banff, yes, I've gone horseback riding there. It was great. Yeah, I mean, the scenery can't be beat. I mean, how, like you're an expert rider. I mean, to me, I've only been on them when they walk on a trail, so that's nothing. Yeah. So do you tell them when you, do you rent a horse? How does this work? Yeah, you can go, um, when you're doing things, like even um, with your Rocky Mountaineer, you can be saying, I want to do a, something special when I'm at the Fairmont, and I can go horseback riding there, and they'll make it work. So Rocky Mountaineer will set it all up. You don't have to, you just tell them what you want and they'll just build it around you? If you have time, if, like sometimes what I recommend is after a trip, either before or after you get there early, if you're going to be in Vancouver or if you want to stay later in um, Jasper, mm -hmm. and then you can do more horseback riding or other activities after you're off the train. How active can you be without, uh, I mean, a lot of people, horse riding can be kind of dangerous. Have you ever had any like falls, like bad spills? No, I have two hip replacements, so my surgeon doesn't want me to be falling off the horse. So I don't think your surgeon wants you on the horse at all. He doesn't, but, you know, we're in Canada, and you do what the Canadians do, and that's go horseback riding in beautiful country. Right, and they don't sue people as much as they do back in America. So, <laughs> so where has been your favorite place to ride horses? Oh, there's so many. That's like asking for my favorite child, and I have two, so we're not going to go there. But Which I, one's your favorite child? <laughs> I will tell you that I've, I've ridden at the Gang Ranch, which is where they film the Marlboro commercials, and that's out, um, outside of Kamloops. And so there's – and Banff, riding up to, um, to the Beehive, I think it's called, and you can go to a tea house and stop and tie your horse up there. It was wonderful. Great. So when you uh, do a trip like that and you say, okay, we're going to go on a horseback ride, is it like two hours or is it all day? How does it work? The people are very flexible. You can do a one-hour ride. You can be led around on a horse. It's like you might want to be done. And then you can go for a half day or you can stay overnight and backpack into the Canadian Rocky Mountains. That's awesome. Are you going to take a, a horse riding angle for the Rocky Mountaineer? experience or are you going to no. do another angle um this one i'm going to be doing i like i said i cover luxury travel so if you're going to be staying at the um fairmont jasper park lodge i mean you've got luxury right there so you've got luxury gold leaf service in the trains and then when you get off at night you're staying for luxury and you can fit in a spa appointment after horseback riding it's all good so how are you going to write about rocky mountaineer I think it's, for me, it's about um, not really having to think that once you get there, they will guide you onto the train. You just pull out your cell phone, take amazing shots, uh, that you're fed well, and then at night, they just bring you your luggage, and it's just a no-brainer in lovely, lovely country. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Susan Lanier Graham. S-U-S-A-N-L 
A-N-I-E-R hyphen G-R-A-H-A-M. I asked you because you're difficult with the hyphen and the three names. I'm always... I'm saying you right now you're high maintenance. I can tell already. Uh, okay, tell me the name of your website, and so everybody knows the name of your website. Wander with Wonder. It's a great name, Wander with Wonder. Well, don't we all love to wander with wonder? <laughs> yes. How long have you been doing uh, your website, and how would you describe the typical Wander with Wonder follower? I started Wander with Wonder in 2010, and most of my readers are 35 to 65, love to travel, just love to travel, like to get out and explore the world through a different eye. Your eyes. Yes, my eyes. (laughs) Do you focus on a certain kind of travel, like higher end or... uh luxury kind of thing or is it all over the map we do luxury but we like to look at wow moments wow moments what would you describe as a wow moment it's anything that makes you well of course anything that makes you say wow but (laughs) but those things that you find different those authentic moments that make people say i can't find this in my daily life And it might be something where you find that unique little cafe where you weren't expecting it. Or it could be an over-the-top experience. What's your most over-the-top experience? Probably having my own private hot tub on my balcony looking out at the ocean with unobstructed views. Hotel Masai in Puerto Vallarta. That's nice. Your own private one. Were you with anybody or were you just alone on this? I was with girlfriends. Go on. <laughs> Slowly. <laughs> yeah, I had, I had four girlfriends with me, so that was pretty cool. Uh, it, it probably comes close to the private butler in Bali. Uh, that was pretty good, too. Wow, that's good, too. See, I just said, wow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this is not your first time on Rocky Mountaineer, is it? No, this is the second trip. Well, you, you were on the same one I was two years ago. Exactly, up to Banff. Okay. What did you write about then, and how are you going to approach it now? I've actually written several things about it that time. Um, I think probably the most unique experience that I wrote about was I had grown up in the Colorado Rockies, and so I had taken a lot of train trips, but those were all the little Colorado Rocky train trips, and so I didn't really expect this one to be the unique luxury experience that Rocky Mountaineer is all about. So for me, this was a really once-in-a-lifetime trip that's now become a second-lifetime experience. So, <laughs> When your readers ask you about Rocky Mountaineer, what is the most common question? Do you sleep on the train? Yes, that's what everybody <laughs> asks me, right? And uh, I describe it to them. It's like, well, you don't really want to sleep on the train, do you? I mean, how much more comfortable is having like a nice big bed in a hotel room and and in your own shower, for crying out loud? Exactly. I would much rather have a big comfy bed and a spa in the the evenings or, you know, a bed. Fried pickles. Fried pickles. Fried pickles and Kamloops. Can't go wrong with that. Wrap up Rocky Mountaineer in uh, an attack line. Rocky Mountaineer gives you a chance to experience the Canadian Rockies in a way you can't do unless you're sitting on this train. You get a private tour in a way that no one else can give it to you. That's perfect. Tell you the name of your site, and if you want to plug Instagram or Twitter or anybody else that can follow you. My website is wanderwithwonder.com, 
And you can follow me on Pinterest at Wander with Wonder, Instagram, Wander W Wonder, Twitter, Wander W Wonder. Did somebody else take Wander with Wonder, or is it too long? Yeah, it's too long. <laughs> yeah. Should we go after them and sue them? Absolutely. <laughs> All right, you're on, pal. Thanks. Thank you. Cassinda Maloney, C-A-C-I-N-D-A-M-A-L-O-N-E-Y, of Points on Travel. You are the only Cassinda I've ever met. Where does it come from? It comes from two parents who disagree. Explain further. Yes, uh, Cassie and Linda. Who was the typical follower of your website? The website is uh, primarily about my travels uh, around the world. What I mostly write about is uh, culture, a soft adventure, and what I call smart luxury. So primarily my readers are a little bit older, older genres, say 35 to 65. They are female. They're uh, quite wealthy, married to wealthy men generally. They plan the vacation uh, for their either teenage kids, kids in college, and or their husband and themselves and or solo travel. Who would you say the typical Rocky Mountain near traveler is? Uh, they are upscale, primarily upscale guests. They are adventurous. Uh, they want to see the world, I think. And they're a lot of fun. I met you two years ago on this. What was your reaction then, and has it differed any any at all this trip? Um, well, we get to see a different place this time. Uh, kind of going a little bit of a different direction. Um, all very similar, wonderful, beautiful, snowy, um, gorgeous Canada. So very similar uh, in the reactions of the people that I meet uh, who love Rocky Mountaineer and the service that we've been getting has been the same pretty much. Well, in a, yeah, and a kind of a follow-up to that, what is your, I think, your favorite part of the Rocky Mountaineer experience? My favorite part is got to be the dining car. That's that and going out um, outside and taking photographs. But the dining is just fantastic. The Rocky Mountaineer experience, how do you sell it to people? How do you get people excited about it? Well, it's a once-in-a-lifetime iconic thing to do uh, on your bucket list. And I know a lot of people don't like the word bucket list, but I'm of the genre that says I want a lot of things on my bucket list, and it's one of them. That's great. What's left on your bucket list? Um, Easter Island in Chile. And uh, I want to swim with whale sharks. Those are two big ones. I've done that. It's awesome. Oh, I want to do that. Give us all your Twitter handles and everything. Yeah, pretty much everything is points and travel on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Oh, I'm also on Flipboard. So if you look at that, I'm, uh, again, points and travel. That's awesome. And I have no idea what Flipboard is, but I can't wait to find out. Check out my 25 uh, Flipboard magazines all about travel. Love it. Flipboard's my new favorite thing. Thanks, Cassinda. You're welcome. My name is not easy. It's Carol Parahudoff, P-E-R-E-H-U-D-O-F-F. But the website is easy, wanderingcarol.com. So you... I think you have a more of a luxury bent on your travel thing. It's more luxury themed, right? I do. Um, I kind of call it the unpretentious guide to luxury travel. And I like to combine luxury and humor. And I think a lot of people do. 
and you are a Canadian, so you are Canada. Uh, you have gone on this trip, I think, more than anybody of all the brand ambassadors. How have they uh, been different? And tell me about your best experiences on Rocky Mountaineer. I am probably Rocky Mountaineer's biggest fan. Yes, I have done three routes now, all of them except the Seattle one. And they're all different in amazing ways. Um, I've been trying to figure out why I love the outdoor car so much, which is my absolute favorite. I was there five hours straight through the Fraser Canyon. And it's like a magic carpet. You are going through, you're outside. You're going through temperature changes, climate changes, landscape changes, the sense of pine and then arid desert. Like it is, I, you can tell I love it. I love it. <laughs> You mean like being out on the vestibule, that, yeah. that part? Yeah, I'm all about the outdoor car. I went last year with my husband, and it was, uh, it was so hot out there. And I, I came in, he's like, you've been out there five hours straight. You're going to get heat stroke. I'm like, no, I'm not. Wait, there's a waterfall. I have to go again. <laughs> so uh, as, in terms of active travelers or if they would like to do different things, does it matter which leg of the Rocky Mountaineer they go on? I mean, you've been on all of them, so you tell us. How are they different? Well, the most exercise you're going to get on the train is running out to the, <laughs> the, the, the dining car, the outdoor car. But it's, it's the destinations. That's where you can do lots of outdoor adventure. And, I mean, Jasper, there's hikes, Banff, you know, there's Sulphur Mountain. And, but maybe the most exciting for history is the, the, the trip that goes to Quesnel, the rainforest to Gold Rush. It's all about the Caribou Gold Rush. I mean, it's fascinating. What's the most common question your followers ask you about the Rocky Mountaineer? Do I like it? <laughs> what a dumb question. You've been on it like six times. Really? They still ask if you like it? Yeah. They say, oh, should I do it? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> and they ask me, too, how should they do it? And I really do recommend the Gold Leaf service because you've got the bi-level dome. You've got, you know, the outdoor part. You've got that amazing dining. You have it in all cars, but that dining is superb. Is that the biggest difference you think between the gold and silver leaf? I mean, it's more about the, the menu and I think there's higher end liquor, right? And there's the dining car. Yeah. Yeah. There's premium liquor. Uh, I think it's all about the two levels. You know, it, it, it makes you feel like you're, you're traveling even on the train. <laughs> What's the angle you're going to take this time that's different than the other ones you've done? Well, this is the route. I have not done a journey through the clouds, so I want to focus on that and why that is special. What's the craziest thing that's ever happened to you in British Columbia? Uh, aside from all the men I meet on the outdoor vestibule car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. you got some. You got some secrets. I want to know. We're digging in right now. Anything you can, you know, that's family-friendly or not even family-friendly. I don't care. Hey, it's all, it's all PG. Don't worry. <laughs> it's all in the outdoor vestibule car. That is where you meet the people. The craziest thing probably is seeing a grizzly with two little cubs. Where did you see that? I saw that on the Icefields Parkway between Jasper and Banff. And you can do that as part of the Rocky Mountaineer because it, they do the, the bus and then you catch the train at either end. Do you recommend a specific season for people uh, to go on the train? You know, I thought I did because last summer was incredible in August. But now that I've done the very first one this season and I'm seeing such a different aspect and no, I think they're all wonderful. 
What's the one part of Canada that Americans don't know about that you keep telling them they have to see? Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, where I was born. A little biased, I think. <laughs> what's there? I've always heard that name. What, what's in Saskatoon? We have a river. <laughs> river, right there. And we're out. Okay. What else? No, we have a lot of artists because it's not close to any center. So there's actually an amazing connection with New York, London, and Saskatoon. And I could go into a lot of reasons why. But I'll just say it's the 150th anniversary of Canada. So everyone should come to Canada and Rocky Mountaineer and Saskatoon. And finally, give us your wrap-up and, and sell the people who don't know about the Rocky Mountaineer to come on the Rocky Mountaineer. Epic. <laughs> no, it, it's so special, and it's hard to describe, and that's why I write so much about it, because I'm still trying to describe. I think a lot of it is the smell, which you can't get from video, and the scents and the pine and the landscape, of course. That's great. Thank you. And there you have it, folks. I want to thank all the Rocky Mountaineer brand ambassadors for speaking with me and for being cool travel partners. Go to RockyMountaineer.com and book your trip today. And hey, tell them Mike sent you. I also want to give thanks quickly to Rob Paravodian for coming out and helping me shoot video and for all his great editing and all the help he gave. Appreciate it. And also to uh, Nicole and everybody at Rocky Mountaineer. And of course, to Gina at Citizen PR. I hope we can all reunite again soon. What do you say, 2018 Rocky Mountaineer? Yeah, I'm feeling it. Okay, everyone, until next time, safe travels. Mm -hmm.